is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. The number is 855-450-FREE. And that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there. Totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, much to discuss here tonight, including a crazy uh, yet another checkpoint being set up in the streets. Well, technically not in the street, but close enough to the street. Uh, at a social security office. Wow. Uh, this is pretty disturbing. So that's coming up. Also on the way, as I mentioned last night, we had this uh, t- ten top ten list, although it's not really a top ten list. It's just the ten most ridiculous lawsuits of 2011, and we never got to it. So why don't we lead uh, lead out here tonight with that, Mark? And uh, joining you, by the way, tonight, it's Ian here. JJ. And Mark. Uh, so we'll start with that and then get to this, uh, this checkpoint, because we've been talking about the, the checkpoints and how it's likely that... Uh, that over time we'll see more of these, more checkpoints coming out of the airports and into the streets of the U.S. Uh, pretty disturbing stuff, but it's it's pretty much what uh, what was predicted. Mark, go ahead with the, uh, the the ten most ridiculous lawsuits. And by the way, where's this from? Yahoo News. Okay, <clears throat> we've all heard about crazy lawsuits, and 2011 was no exception when it came to filing of the frivolous, even ridiculous lawsuits. A lawsuit by a kidnapper against his victims for not. Helping him evade police tops the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce Institute's for uh, legal reform survey of top 10 most ridiculous lawsuits of 2011 released today. Huh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, it, it is with one, Mark. That was well, that was one. <laughs> um, here we go. Top 10 convict sues couple he kidnapped for helping him, uh, not helping him to evade the police. Really? Yeah. Man, no, wait, these aren't necessarily so successful the, lawsuits, right? No, okay. these are just lawsuits so filed. There's no description as to the details. It's no, just, I just think it's hilarious. Oh, okay. that, uh, I mean, you know, it just goes to show the kind of things that get filed in this extraordinarily litigious society. Well, right, and you have and, to respond to this stuff, right? I mean, if somebody files sure. a lawsuit against you and you don't... Well, you don't I, no, file, I, think, I think there are some cases where the judge could just throw it out. I think there are... are Plenty of there cases are, where the judge just says this is a frivolous lawsuit and it's just gone. There absolutely are. And I think that one thing that could really help with this in order to uh, take care of the frivolous lawsuit issue is what they call the English system or the winner uh, loser pays. Um, and this is honestly the way it is most places in sort of the uh, the Western world where mm. if you file a frivolous – and they don't have the lawsuit problem that we do here in the United States. If you file a lawsuit that uh, and you lose in a civil court, then you're responsible for the fees, the lawyer fees, and the time, and you know whatever of the people that that won. Right, and that makes sense. That way, your claim. Why isn't it that way? No, that, that is. The, so it's not that way here in the United States. No, is what you're saying. this would require people to sort of vet their lawsuit initially, rather yeah. than you know throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I, you know, this makes a heck of a lot more sense. So, man illegally brings gun into bar. Gets injured in a fight, then sues the bar for not searching him for a weapon. Oh, man. Wow. Young adults sue uh, mother for sending cards without gifts and playing favorites. Okay, now that is ridiculous right yeah. there. Woman disagrees <laughs> with store over an 80-cent refund and sues for $5 million. Uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> uh. Mom files suit against uh, exclusive preschool over child's uh, college prospects. Uh. 
Now, you know, to some wow. extent, this is true. I mean, like the schools you go to do matter for where you end up. Um, you know, I mean, there are exclusive preschools and that kind of thing. However, I don't think you have the right to get into one. You know, the uh, that money one, the $5 million over the 80 cents reminds me of something I heard today. I was in court uh, doing some outreach and there to support some activists. We actually had a group of activists who went in to challenge parking tickets today. Anyway, while we were doing the outreach, uh, there was somebody that came up to me uh, in the courtroom. So we're, I was standing outside at one point handing out don't take the plea deal flyers. And one guy walks up and, and he says uh, that he really appreciates what we're doing. But he was actually drunk uh, for the reason why he was in court. He was drunk and went to a, some sort of grocery store or whatever, convenience store, and took like a, something. He said he'd stolen, stolen something when he was really drunk, and that's why he was there. And I said, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if that's the case, you shouldn't, take, you shouldn't take it to trial. You should go ahead and you know, cut, cut a deal and be done with this. And I learned later, I didn't get the details from him, but he was actually apparently talking with Derek J. Uh, and I learned later that it was a, like a 60-cent candy bar. That this guy stole, and he was facing a three hundred dollar fine. You want to talk about disproportionate wow. to? You know, well, not and, only that, but the the uh, having to go through the system and devote his time to it, right? And pointless. And the three hundred dollars isn't going to the grocery right. store. That's the point I was going to make. <laughs> you know, s- society is finding him in the, uh, the 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 form of the government, and the government's getting the money. What's right. the grocery store going to get out of it? Maybe they get their sixty cent candy bar or whatever. I have no idea. It's not even worth their time to send the lawyer to court over over this. You yeah, know? it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, the if if somebody should get some kind of money out of this, it should be the store. And frankly, I think that this guy should you know maybe have to work at the store for a period of time, learn some things. Um, well, places like Walmart, I believe, have a policies where if an individual steals something of, of such a low value, they don't even pursue it because mm-hmm. it's not, it's it not takes too it. much money to pursue it. But I think the state doesn't have that, that financial incentive to do the right thing. They don't care about money they spend to pursue anything. They're going to pursue whatever victim – well, this is obviously a victim crime where it's someone is, is, has a loss. But at the same time, they pursue so many victimless crimes that have no sort of loss – they, they, there's no incentive for them to not do it. So let's continue with the end of the list. I just should fall back on the defenses. I was hungry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> man suing for age discrimination says the judge in his case is too old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Obese man sues burger joint over tight squeeze in booths. The booths wow. are too th- too wow. too narrow mm-hmm. for me to squeeze mm-hmm. in. Woman sues over uh, uh, movie trips. What's that? It's got to be tough to be obese. Yeah, yeah. It it, it does have to the be. The world tough, isn't but... exactly made for you. No, no, it's it's not. But I don't think that the, you have any obligation for the world to be made for you. Right. I mean, can a tall man sue uh, companies that make doors because they're not tall high enough? enough? Yeah. I, I, su- I suppose, it, it, by the looks of it, yes, the answer is he could sue. I don't know how it would go. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to know, like, did all of these lawsuits get thrown out, or did some of them go to trial? That would be an it, it, interesting aside to some of this information. I mean, it would be. There's some are so ridiculous. If they didn't get thrown out, it just proves how flawed the system really oh, is. As though we needed more proof, but right. yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, I, I couldn't say how many of them made it through. I suspect they all have been tossed out per- personally. Uh, woman sues over movie trailer, says that there's not enough driving in Drive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No more. Not enough explosions. A movie trailer. <laughs> P- we need more tits. <laughs> Passenger's lawsuit uh, says cruise ship. Went too fast and swayed from side to side. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's some ridiculous stuff. Mother Sue's Chuck E. Cheese says that games encourage gambling in children. <laughs> uh, uh, what? I'm not even sure what gamble. Which which games? Uh, you know, ski ball. Ski ball isn't gambling. You you know those people no. who get really angry at something that's going on and they don't really know how to react to it, so they 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 just yell out things. I'll call the police. I'll sue you. Right. And then this, I think these are the individuals who actually follow through with that that threat to use the state when there's really nothing they can do because they haven't been harmed. Or <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe she was really upset because she couldn't hit the you know the center hole in the ski ball machine and just. You know, I mean, it, it seems so odd to me that uh, you're talking about a situation where, you know, I mean, you you pay some money, you play a game of skill, you get some kind of reward for that game of skill. That's not gambling. No, it's definitely not gambling, <laughs> no. but it does have that wasted money kind of feel to it. Yeah, because, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Because when you look a lot at the of those games, that, a lot of those games are not necessarily games of skill. Uh, it was interesting. There was... Uh, let's see. There's a local bowling alley. Most that, of the games that you get the uh, tickets for... Are games of skill. Get though. this though, Mark. You're gonna love this. So you know those claw games, yeah, where uh, you know you put the money in and you get the claw for a few seconds, and you get to go and dip down and grab something. Mm-hmm. So they have a, a game that's similar to that. I don't know. I've never it's, seen it's it. It's blocks. It's falling it's blocks. blocks, and you stack them up to win yeah. a prize. And the, this, this game has a name. And when you look it up on Stacker, isn't it? Yes, Stacker. Okay. When you look it up on Wikipedia to find out how it works. It will blow you away. You can actually set the the statistics as far as how often you're allowed to win the top prize. So there's no skill allowed. You know, like it's not even a game of skill. It's a game of random chance. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. The show brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is with the Free State Project. In my opinion, that's why I moved to New Hampshire. Certainly, the Free State Project has given me... Basically, the vehicle that is the Free State Project has allowed me to come to a community where I've had the option to have a life full of wonderful, liberty-minded individuals, and I think I lead a much better life now than if I would have stayed in Wisconsin. Oh, I think so, too. We were actually just talking about this the other night, uh, how... I'm I'm so much more social now than yes. I uh, than I ever was. I get out and I I do things. I go places. Um, Many individuals I've talked to have expressed that same thing that they were introverted prior to moving and and, um, and then moving has mm-hmm. caused them to, and they're not a full extrovert or anything like that. But at least they're they're going out and they're socializing multiple times per week. Well, they they found a group of people that it's so easy to connect with uh, because 
there's already so much agreement. There's already, you know, the baseline understanding before you even meet someone in the Free State Project, before you come up to the Liberty Forum, uh, February 23rd through the 26th, you already know in advance what these people think in general uh, about the ideas of liberty. There's still some, you know, significant disagreements about how far toward sure. liberty things should go and, you know, these, uh, the, you know. And lifestyle of, disagreements. Some of the issues uh, that uh, arise between folks. Religion is still a, you know, popular uh, subject of discussion. And, but aside from that, you know that these people believe you should be free to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm anyone else. And so starting relationships from that point Having conversations from that point means you don't have to cover the basics with these folks. These right. people already get it, uh, and it, it, there's like a certain level of comfort that uh, that comes along with that. That's it's it's incredible. So go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum and learn about the upcoming Liberty Forum event. It's happening February 23rd through the 26th. And uh, JJ, you're planning on attending. That's right. Uh, Free Talk Live will be in attendance. We will be broadcasting live. So I hope you'll join us at least uh, one of the nights uh, on the air. Sure. What what nights will you, will you be there? So every night. Okay. Uh, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday awesome. night, we are going to be broadcasting live from the Crown Plaza Hotel, which is where it's going to be happening in Nashua. And hundreds of people will be in attendance. People who many of whom you've heard their names and voices on this program maybe you've seen them on the ridley report at ridleyreport.com they're going to be there and lots of different things to do there's uh, panel discussions things like the we made the move panel of different folks who've who've moved here recently and some who've moved in the in the past and kind of getting their experiences uh people uh, there's a civil disobedience panel i haven't i would encourage individuals to try to talk to some of these movers one-on-one i think that's when you're gonna get a more intimate conversation and more compelling sort of argument for moving if if you're on the fence that's kind of what you want to do. Get to know these people, and I'm, I'm sure if you talk to them in, an individual and, and you're cool and whatnot, they'll invite you to you know, meet other people or introduce you to people, and, and then right from there, your network is building. Yeah, before you know it, you're at an after-hours party and you're having a great time. Uh, it's it's so easy to meet these folks. It's just a matter of walking up and talking to them. Yep. Uh, they're very, most of them are very, very approachable. There's going to be some big-time speakers there, too, like uh, Peter Schiff, uh, Prax Girl will be there, Jody Emery from... Uh, cannabis culture, she will be there as well. Uh, many other folks go to uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more, get signed up, and use our discount code FTL2012. That's FTL, like Free Talk Live 2012, to save 10% at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Let's talk to Chris in Indiana. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Chris hey, in guys. Indiana. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, what's up? How's the weather up there in New Hampshire? It's a little chilly, but uh, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, by that list that you were talking about of all the ridiculous things that people are suing companies for. Yeah, the most ridiculous lawsuits of 2011. Yeah, now, by that list, I see how desperate people are for money, and um, those are just people, citizens. Think about what states will start to do soon to citizens as governments go more and more into debt, because I was listening to you the other day about the library books that got a police visit, that five-year-old. Yeah, that's right. Like, you get, I mean, what do you guys think? Because I have this example that some states, especially in states that are more in debt, like Illinois, California, and all those, I think that policemen, they might start giving people parking tickets. Absolutely. It's <laughs> and, and already they, started. They no, I just want to. I just want to make. A, I mean, I might not have heard of it, but they they don't really write the ticket. And like two years later, you still have this parking ticket on your record. They pull you over and they have this bench form for your arrest, and you don't even have the parking. You never even were aware that you had a parking ticket on your record. 
And how are you going to prove that you never even were aware that you had a ticket on your you record? You can't. Happens wow. often enough. I mean, people get uh, tickets sent to the wrong address or something like that. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. These things are happening now. Uh, desperate, money-hungry governments who, you know, they're not getting the kind of revenue they were used to getting. Housing prices are going down, so property taxes are going down. Concomitantly with that, uh, they are, they're they desperate for cash. And one of the ways they know how to raise cash is to go out and give a bunch of speeding tickets out or parking, you know, stop sign tickets or Yeah, whatever. put up a work zone and, and a speed trap right there and double <laughs> fines. That's what I saw going on in Boston. Is it a we're working on giving you tickets. There's nothing going on. It was 45. We went yeah. from 65 to 45 double fines. Nice. And I and like I see, I tell people about this, and they're like, oh, that'll never happen. But then you got this story on freetalklive.com up here, like the third one. It's like court o- or no. It says uh, that court okay is barring high IQs for cops. And this person, she got a 125 IQ, and they said that her IQ is too high. I mean, that's. That's pretty smart, but that's not even very much higher than average. Like, what is 85 and 115 is average? 100 is just totally average. I think 120 is considered genius level, but I I could be It depends on the uh, test. I've I've never heard of a test being 120. I've heard certainly 140. Um, No, 100 is absolutely the min, like the absolute center. And then, I mean, and then if like about 180 is considered like genius or anything above like 160. I'm pretty sure they let me into uh, the gifted school with an over with a one with I think 120 was like the the tier that you needed to eclipse to get into gifted school. Yeah, that's above average. That's far above yeah. average. But I'm just saying that 100 is the absolute average. Right. And this person 125. It's it's number three on your top stories. Yeah. It didn't let I've got it right here. Yeah. And so these people with I mean that there's a reason for that is because a person that's higher than average IQ. They're not going to want to go and give people tickets and not and not make sure that they actually wrote it down and make the, make sure that they actually have it. So you know, of course, they're just going to be more willing to do whatever the person. Whatever the they're told, without question, exactly oh right. Hey, uh, one more one more question: Is Stephanie single? No. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, no, she definitely has a long term partner. I think that would be the right answer. Yeah, uh, for that, uh, but. Yeah, that's, that's all we should probably <laughs> wow. say. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So, uh, it's, you know, to that point about the, the obedient cops, it reminds me of the court case where I ended up getting sent to jail for 58 days. Um, the One of the cops in there, that, actually the same cop that dropped by the studio uh, last night to leave a note for one of the activists in the movement, uh, this particular cop on the stand answered my question of what does liberty mean to you with, to paraphrase, he doesn't really think about it. So again, as a cop, he's sworn to uphold people's liberty. Like, this is one of the statement of ethics. This is one of the the founding tenets of being a police officer. He doesn't even think about it. More (laughs) coming up, Free Talk Live. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology is verbalsurgery.com that's right verbalsurgery.com get your brain in gear get it full speed ahead get it going right now baby because you are awesome 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 and this podcast when you listen to it you will feel better right now so go to verbalsurgery.com get with the program baby
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Uh, just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there. Uh, so those features include archives. You can go all the way back to late 2006 and click and download as many as you like. Once again, freetalklive.com here tonight. It's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Oh, and want to remind you about getting prepared. Now that the holidays have uh, come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the things happening around the world. uh, Some of them, uh, some destabilizing things like uh, unemployment, food shortages, natural disasters. For my preparation, I recommend WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com has uh, delicious meals that you can make in just minutes simply by adding water. They're, uh, they're packaged in metal mylar pouches. They're good for 25 years. They come in uh, plastic totes so that they'll be safe from uh, well water and, and rodents and all the things that you would have to keep them safe from. Visit wisefoodstorage.com to request a free entree sample and see why I have chosen wisefoodstorage.com for in Ian you too you have uh, you have some of these uh, sitting around waiting for a disaster <laughs> for a limited time enter promo code FTL to get no cost shipping on any order uh, you'll need that uh, promo code also to get the free entree sample it's wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE. Enter promo code FTL for the free sample and free shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. All right, so coming up, a crazy lady says she's from another universe. Uh, Mark, you're going to give us that story. But first, the Department of Homeland Security has shown up and done yet another checkpoint outside of the airports. Now, we've been telling you over the years that you're going to see more of this, that and, and it's not because we're, you know, some brilliant uh, predictors of the future. It's because the government is predictable. I mean, they, they do things in a predictable manner. So, like, when a government program starts, it has this intention and they create this program and, and then it starts to grow and it becomes larger and more intrusive than it ever was intended for. Sure, the, the parasite finds the host and then it, it multiplies. Well, right. As long as people are willing to give up their freedoms, then the government will continue to, to take them. Uh, so what we've seen is that the uh, the Department of Homeland Security in the form of the TSA has been uh, expanding slowly out to bus stations and train stations. Now, they, they're not permanently installed, that I know of at least anywhere, but they'll just show up. So like one day, and it'll be a pur- purportedly a random ha- uh, happening, they'll show up at the Tampa, Florida train station or whatever, or bus station, and then they'll set up their uh, little checkpoint there, and they'll operate the entire checkpoint for the full day. Well, they'll pack it up, and they'll go somewhere else, like to Orlando, or you know, they'll kind of move around. Basically. This is their Viper teams. Yes, that's correct. And I love the way they name, I mean, you know, this is the this is a service organization that is created to keep you safe, the no, Viper, it makes Viper sense. organization. It's the snake in the grass, man. It's just... <laughs> Waiting to bite you. Only the bad guys, though. They would never bite. No, no, no. They'll bite everyone. Because vipers are good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like G.I. Joe, and it's the bad guys. Did you see the uh, the Alex Jones video, by the way, with him playing Cobra Commander? No. (laughs) What? Uh, He is... (laughs) <laughs> what, what? Man? he is so overboard sometimes and it's so funny uh you know we've got a guy that calls the show calling himself cobra commander and talking about running for president 
And it's a brilliant – the guy's brilliant uh, character caller. Like he stays in character the whole time he's on the phone. He never cracks. And you can ask him any questions you want. Like the best crank character callers are the ones where you can just throw them any – like you can throw them any question you want and they'll answer you in character and it'll be it'll be fun. Like it'll be funny yeah. and they'll they'll keep it light. And uh, so I, I was wondering if he'd like teamed up with the guy from calling our show, but no, it was actually Alex Jones in a Cobra Commander costume. <laughs> wow, he put a costume on too, right? Trying to harsh out his voice like Cobra Commander, and it was pretty uh, pretty entertaining. Wow, uh, I, yeah, a Cobra Commander's voice is uh, one that is going to be it's difficult for people to uh, for, for, for sure. men to imitate. Uh, yeah, and the guy that actually did his voice died, I believe, of AIDS, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So he was a very unique voice, and it's lost to the world now, unfortunately. Uh, but So PrisonPlanet.com, uh, Infowars.com is reporting on what happened in Leesburg, Florida today, where residents were shocked to see their local social security office turned into a random homeland security checkpoint on Tuesday morning as Department of Homeland Security officers armed with rifles... And accompanied by sniffer dogs, checked identifications of locals. What? So they needed rifles and sniffer dogs to check the IDs of people coming into the Social, Social Security, Security office. Yeah. Well, you never know when one of those geriatrics is going to make a break for it uh, after having... What? I just this, don't... <laughs> wow. This, it, it's just crazy. This, I don't, I, it is crazy. Is there any chance they had some kind of threat? Ahead of time? Well, let's see here. With their blue and white SUVs circled around the Main Street office, at least one official was posted on the door with a semi-automatic rifle, randomly checking identifications. And other officers, if, if there was a threat, why would they be checking people's IDs? Come with canines sifted through the building. Because they can. The activity was part of Operation Shield, an unannounced drill conducted by the DHS Federal Protective Service centered around, quote, detecting the presence of unauthorized persons and potentially disruptive or dangerous activities. Thomas Milligan, district attorney for a district manager rather for the Social Security Administration office, said staff weren't even informed their offices were about to be stormed by armed FPS officers. Department of Homeland Security officials refused to answer questions asked by local media and left with no explanation at noon. Again, if they were on the the hunt for some sort of uh, criminal, why wouldn't they tell uh, tell people that? Why wouldn't they explain it to uh, to folks coming up asking them? But no, apparently it was this Operation Shield. According to the story here, part of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, FPS, the Federal Protective Service, is the federal law enforcement agency that provides integrated security and law enforcement services to over 9,000 federally owned and leased buildings, facilities, properties, and other assets, according to the report. Indeed, the FPS is used for a variety of roles, not just limited to setting up unannounced ID checkpoints. Uh, they go on to tell you a little bit more about uh, FPS and what they do. We've run into FPS here uh, up in New Hampshire. Back before uh, I made the move, or right around when I made the move, Russell Canning was being arrested by F- Federal Protective Service members because he had gone to the uh, the post office where the IRS office is located and had intended to engage in a, a civil protest there uh, and was arrested by, and as was his wife, Cat uh, and Lauren Canario, another uh, great super activist up here. They were arrested by FPS. They weren't arrested by local cops. It was the Federal Protective Service. They came out to protect their post office and arrest a peaceful man for coming and, you know, holding a sign in the the tax office, basically, or handing out flyers. 
And, you know, the, the article goes on to talk about the Viper teams that have been going into so, these train stations. So here you go. Social Security Office, Homeland Security shows up. It's not TSA. It's Federal Protective Service. So it's another branch of Homeland Security. Uh, but checking identifications randomly at the door with uh, sniffing dogs. So this is only federal buildings or federal property that they are, are tasked to? That is correct. To. So basically just avoid federal buildings. I well, it's just generally a, a good idea, idea if you can. Great. <laughs> probably, probably true, but that doesn't solve the problem no I mean, I, obviously because yeah. it was uh, it was years ago that we read a story about the tsa Is the post office a federal building yes i believe apparently so, so. Okay. the t the tsa uh had set up a checkpoint in indianapolis at a bus stop not a not, not like a bus station where there's an indoor building but just like on the street they set up a checkpoint there so this can hit the streets anywhere and there's nothing stopping them because what are you going to do about it there's Precisely. nothing you can do about it, right? Well, I, th- I think what you can do is go out there and engage these individuals, like uh, like a super activist Pete Ayer, and how he is able to walk up to some bureaucrat and, and engage this person in conversation and actually break it down. And, and why are you doing this job? I mean, what are you doing? Is it does it, is it right? You know, and film them, bring that, cameras, I think you're right. bring people, bring signs, question them. I mean, make them feel like they're the spotlight is on these individuals. I think that's the I think that's the best approach you can possibly. I think take. especially when they're doing something new, if they get some kind of uh, uh, they run Before into they get a foothold resistance yeah. uh, when they're doing something new, then they have to sort of reassess when they've already established their their little camp in some particular area, and you come, then you're just hassling them. The toll free number is eight five five four fifty free. But as was seen recently here in Keene, New Hampshire, if you sing songs uh, to bureaucrats enough time. Times, they'll accuse you of harassment and ban you from the property. So ultimately, it's going to require mass non-compliance to really change things. More coming up. Free talk. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is free talk live and the number is 855-453 that number is toll free and it's brought to you by SACL CAI 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website the site is free you can enjoy all the features you'll find there you can get interactive in various different ways but the most important way is the the main site itself the content created by listeners like you. So what you do is, if you want to participate in it, you can go and vote on things, whether you like or dislike them, and help bump the liked ones up to the top of the, the website. Or you can actually submit your own content uh, to the site. So whatever you see online you think is interesting, you think our other listeners would appreciate, you submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com, and it then appears on the site to be voted up or voted down, uh, depending on how people feel about it. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes aren't good for you. You've probably thought about the e-cigarette if you're a cigarette smoker, uh, wanted to give it a, get a, give it a try. I can tell you how to get one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today for free. Go to vaporsmiths.com. Purchase 40 cartomizers. Those are the things that go on the end of the, the e-cigarette that contain the, the nicotine. Uh, each cartomizer has about as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. 
Purchase 40 cardamizers for $70, I believe is uh, what the, the price is. And, uh, which, by the way, it's a lot cheaper than cigarettes. And they'll, you'll get a, uh, a starter kit, which includes two e-cigarettes and charger and all the things that you need. Plus, you'll get free shipping. It's uh, vaporsmiths.com. Use coupon code FTL when you check out in order to get the, uh, the free starter kit. Um, it's vaporsmiths.com, or you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, coming up, JJ, you're going to tell us some uh, interesting stuff about piracy, what's going on in that department of the uh, the world. But first, let's go beyond the world to another universe. Dun, 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 what is happening, Mark? Someone has appeared. Someone has uh, has well. claimed that they have come from another time, from another place. This is from, from another universe? <laughs> before it's news.com. And is this a satire website? Have you been able to determine that? Uh, is, it does does have a fact or fiction voting uh, block here, mm. so I think that it could very well be someone's uh, b- really great uh, fictional writing, but I think this is so awesome, and I love the way it made me feel when I read it, so I just want to share it. Before it's news.com says people-powered news, so I guess that means it's you know all user-submitted or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's user-submitted. So what started as an ordinary day, waking in bed one morning, evolved into a Series of fearful, shocking, haunting horror for a desperate woman lost in an alien world. Our world. <laughs> As Lern- Lernia Garcia left her bed, she noticed the sheets and bedclothes were strange. She did recognize them. Still shaking off the vestiges of sleep, however, she simply shrugged away the eerie discovery and began moving about her morning routine. But Garcia would soon learn that once she'd left that slightly alien bed, she entered another reality. Her life, her past, everything most precious to her was gone. She went through the routines of her day in another universe. She, as she went through the uh, routine, she noticed small incongruities, things out of place, items missing or items she hadn't purchased. As she later wrote in the Internet, seeking someone to offer an explanation for her nightmarish dilemma and maybe offering help, one day I woke and found that everything was different. Nothing spectacular or having to do with time travel or and such things. I simply woke up in the same year and day on which I went to bed. But many things were different. They were small things, but sufficiently important to know that there was a point at which everything was different. So let me see if I'm following this. The woman was the same. Like She knew she was still who she was. Yes, Lernia. But she felt like she, she had been transported in some way to a different uh, a different universe, an alternate universe, but but slightly the same, but not so alternate that it's like a universe made of circles to a universe made of squares, but just a rather slightly, just a slightly in, different. When I right. went to sleep, John McCain was the president, <laughs> right. that kind of thing, right? Uh, excuse me, it's uh, Lorena is, is uh, the name. Lorena's writings on the internet uh, relating her story are recounted in the Spanish language site. Revista Digital Avalon. The uh, English translation is is there. Not everything was small, although her car seemed the same and she still worked at the uh, same company. She had for 20 years in the same building. She was shocked to learn that her department was no longer listed there. Her office was now in another department in a completely different part of the building. Hmm. As the level of strangeness escalated, she dealt with her hesitancy and surprise by telling coworkers that she wasn't feeling well. She shares her first day on an alien Earth. Four months ago, I awoke 
on a normal morning. I was in my rented home where I'd been living for seven years. Everything was the same except that my bed linen was different and I paid no attention at the time. So I went to work in my car, which was parked where I'd always parked. And it was the same office I'd worked in for the last 20 years. But when I got to my department, it wasn't my department. It has names of the door and mine wasn't on it. I thought I was at the wrong floor, but no, I was on my uh, I was on my own floor. I went over to the office wireless section and looked myself up and I still work there, but in another department reporting to a superior. I didn't even know. I went to the department indicated in the directory, said I was feeling ill and left. All the contents of my handbag were the same. My credit cards, my ID, everything. But I didn't recall having changed departments at any time. I went to the doctor and underwent drug and alcohol testing. All clean. I returned to work the next day and was able to make my way by asking questions and saying that I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, it's it's got to be tough to come out with, uh, I think I'm in an alternate universe to your, to your co-workers. Wow. <laughs> I like the idea so much. I mean, you know, the idea that there are alternate universes out there. and It's a cool idea. Yeah, if you, uh, you know, just mm. let, let your mind wander for a minute, you know, am I in this universe? What is happening? You know, like it's it's just interesting, the whole idea. Well, I mean, the suggestion here is that essentially this woman went to sleep. And transferred into a different alternate universe and then woke up, which obviously I've never heard anyone claiming that before. Maybe it's possible. It certainly will throw you off. I mean, this is a lot worse than waking up in the bathtub with no liver. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I don't know about that. Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and have a normal. At least my car is parked where I left it. A normal business partner. Wow. That could happen. You could be on a conservative talk show (laughs) and making all kinds of money. Wow. So this or toiling away in some small market on, you know, the midday shift. It could be. It could be. (laughs) (laughs) So it gets stranger. I've been separated from my partner of seven years for some six months. We broke up and I started a relationship with a fellow from my neighborhood. I know him perfectly well, having been with him for four months. I I know his name, his surname, his address, where he works, his son from another relationship, and where he studies. Well, that fellow no longer exists. Hmm. He appears to have existed before my jump, but there's no trace of him now. I've hired a detective to find him, and he doesn't exist. I've visited a psychiatrist, and it's all been put down to stress. He thinks they're hallucinations. But I know this isn't the case. My former boyfriend is with me as though nothing has happened. Apparently, we never broke it off in this world, and my uh, Augustine, my current boyfriend, uh, appears to have... Uh, this is the other boyfriend. I get, I'm getting confused right. between universes. One of them never existed. The other one doesn't know that he'd been broken up with six months ago. Huh. He d- doesn't live in the apartment he used to live in, and I can't find his son. I swear to you that this is true, and that I'm very sane. My own family doesn't remember things like surgery performed on my sister's shoulder a few months ago. She says she's never been operated on. Small things. To that effect. Yes, just small things. Now, if this, hold on. If this, yeah. is, if this is true, and as of this point, we have no way of verifying this, this story at all. No. Um, because <laughs> the claim is that she's you know, Spanish, and so therefore you know, you'd have to be able to search for her in, in a kind of a different way to try to find this information on, on other sites. I'm not saying it's impossible. Maybe it is doable. Uh, but it would be a little more difficult than average to try to find this person and uh, and verify these these claims. Obviously, you can't verify her claims necessarily, but you could at least find the person and verify that she was making these claims and this whole thing isn't a fabrication by some very creative author. Uh, 
So, you know, we don't know if it's true or not, but it's, it's fun. It's fascinating <laughs> to, because if there really is a woman out there. Uh, that but I think making, everybody's had this. I, OK, I, I'm just extrapolating. Well, I have on. certainly it, had these feelings before. That's interesting. Tell me more about that in a moment. But if this woman really exists and you can find her and like she's willing to tell you about this and she gave this interview and like all of this is, is true from her perspective, mm-hmm. then. You I mean. Is she crazy? Like she's she seems sane in the way that she's speaking, right? In the in the, the things that are being said here, and she must know that by coming out with this, she'll be seen as insane, right? Like so, I mean, this is a pretty big claim to make. This is a, a huge story if it's if it's true. Like, what level of sanity does this uh, does this woman have? It would be very interesting to you know to sit down with her and actually assess uh, you know her her situation and and what she's saying, kind of the way she speaks, and and hear more from her. In fact, there is more from her coming up. Right? Just a little bit, yeah. I'd like to talk to about this more. And you said you've had experiences like this. Well, I mean, I yeah, experiences of disconnect with uh, with with reality. I mean, haven't you just been kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Well, I've been uh, completely insane before. Yes, you have. Eight five five. 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. to take you to the hospital, get you an antipsychotic shot. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. He's this not to die, get is Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran, as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. Take control of these airwaves. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're talking about a very disturbing story, a story that's very unusual. I've never heard it before. And it's coming from a source that, well... We don't really know what the, the veracity of it is. Uh, Beforeitsnews.com is the site. It appears to be a website where viewers can submit their own content. I guess kind of similar to Free Talk Live, but not quite the same. And this is a story about a woman who allegedly woke up in her own bed. And as she was still who she believed she was, it's just that... She was in a different universe. So there's a certain uh, theory out there, this uh, multi-universe theory or something like that, that suggests that uh, – how to best explain it? Like in any moment, there are different choices you can make, right? And so the universe exists – like the, the world in which we live is only in one universe and then there are other versions of the Mirror, same – parallel Parallel universes. universes that are very, very similar to ours, all the same rules like gravity and stuff like that. But the one decision was made uh, or the other and you know, right. things but have to Right, but in this life, Mark is still an advertising executive at a magazine in Sarasota, Florida. Or you know, JJ never moved to a New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and you're a machine worker in you know, Wisconsin or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, some, some other alternate possibility – that uh, that could have happened in your life, but for whatever reason, it didn't. Uh, that these all exist simultaneously within 
all that is. That uh, the, the universe where uh, Ian Freeman is actually a uh, campaign worker for the Barack Obama campaign. <laughs> wow. Going door to door knocking. Well, you really went far on that one, yeah. man. Yeah. Anything can happen. Uh, <laughs> Ian doesn't deny it. It's not me, uh, but it, it wouldn't be me. It'd be a different me. You'd share your cl- chromosomes, pal. Well, so the idea is out there, and I think it's an interesting one. It's a fascinating one. And this woman saying it has actually come into her reality in that she went to sleep one night and the next night woke up in a different parallel universe. She started noticing things were, were different. Her boyfriend wasn't there. Her ex-boyfriend, who was her ex-boyfriend, was her now her boyfriend. And she woke up in a bed with different sheets on it. Her job had a, a – she went worked at the same company, but she was in a completely different department of that, uh, of that same company. Yeah. So these are the kinds of inconsistencies that she was noticing, and you know she seems relatively sane from the way the story is uh, is written. Well, it's and it's a, it's a story, and I'm not a hundred percent sure of its veracity or anything like that. But I love it. I think it's, it's very it's exciting. Uh, going on with the quote here from uh, uh, Linnea here says, I, "I can't find any pathology that matches my experience." For five months, I've been reading all the, of the theories I've come across, and I'm convinced that it has been a jump between planes or something. A decision or action taken that has caused things to change. What upsets me is that I'm in the same year, not a different time. I'm exactly the same. Let me explain. It's as though I lost my memory five months ago and woke up having dreamed those five months, with the exception that everyone remembers me during that time. And I've done things that I'm not aware of having done. Has anyone had a similar experience? Pranksters and people with a uh, grasp on the truth can refrain from commenting. This is very serious to me. And uh, this is, you know, speculates, could could Lernia, a highly educated woman, be simply hallucinating everything? I think it's Perhaps, Lorena, L-E-R-I-N-A. Excuse me. Lorena I, I keep on, yeah, it's not a familiar name to me. Excuse me. Perhaps she's suffering from some sort of rare spatial time-related mental illness. So, you know, I just think it's a really... Fun story, and uh, I think that you know, f- for me, I've had instances where it just feels like you're you're sort of you're visiting, you know, you're looking around, things to, things seem alien to some extent, and then you know, life goes on, and you can zoom back in. It says here in the earlier part of the story that uh, if someone has had similar experience, please contact me to see what may have happened. Uh, but there's no contact information in the article, so how are we supposed to contact? Well, Lorena? it was written in Spanish, and this is a excerpts from the article. Oh, right. Now, they don't actually link to the original, do they? Yeah, they do. do oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. I think you can read it. Revisita Digital Avalon. Revista. Oh, okay. Revista. Anyway, so, the, but then there's, there's more here, Mark. Uh, there, there's, uh, there are other stories, apparently, like this. Uh, let me give the next one. A curious incident took place in Tokyo, Japan during the early 1990s. A man arrived on a flight with a passport from a non-existent country. The, ma- <laughs> the man expressed anger and shock when Japanese customs officials detained him. Although the officials checked their records carefully, the passport had been issued by a country that did not exist. No record showed the country Is had ever Z-Land? existed. <laughs> Although passports exist issued by non-existent countries, known as camouflage passports, the passport was real and had custom official stamps on various pages, including stamps by Japanese customs officials from previous visits. The man was well-traveled, Caucasian, said the country was in Europe, and had existed for almost 1,000 years. He carried 
legal currency from several European countries, an international driver's license, and spoke several languages. Does he have currency from the country mm-hmm. that he supposedly has the passport from? That's what I want to see. Right. Finally, indignant, he demanded a meeting with higher government authorities. He was convinced some massive, massive practical joke was being played on him. After being detained for almost 14 hours in a small security room at the airport terminal, some government officials took pity on him and transported him to a hotel. They ordered the mystery visitor to wait there until they decided what to do about the matter. From the reports, the Japanese were just as confused and flustered as the mysterious man without a country. Although two immigration officials were posted with instructions not to permit the man to leave his room, the next morning the guards discovered he was gone. The only exit like was <laughs> the only exit was the door they watched, and the only window had no outside ledge and was 15 stories above a busy downtown street. The authorities launched an intensive manhunt throughout Tokyo for the mysterious traveler, but finally gave up the hunt. The man was never seen again. That's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. What are you going to do with uh, stories like that, you know? Inexplicata relates the story that is like Lorena's, except from the opposite point of view. The original count was written by journalist Segundo Peña and published in one of Venezuela's biggest newspapers, El Tiempo. Peña relates a strange tale that smacks heavily of a multiverse shift. The incident occurred on the campus of ULA, University of the Andes, and involved a well-known faculty member. What happened in full daylight, according to dozens of witnesses, the professor left one of the university's buildings, crossed a parking lot to his parked car, and entered it. Many saw him as he walked to his car. Some even called out to him and waved. The professor opened his car door, climbed in, sat down, and closed the door. The car sat there unmoving. Eventually, a few curious students went to the car and found it empty. The professor had vanished, presumably for good, as the incident occurred more than 40 years ago. What do you say about that I, stuff? I think there's some really good writing here. That, yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of... <sighs> uh, you know, I like the objectivist philosophy that you have to work with the universe as it uh, as it largely pr- uh, appears and that you have to just kind of ignore things like this. <laughs> or else you'd go nuts. Right. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's fun and interesting and science fiction-y and all that. I mean, I really... I enjoyed reading uh, these articles, but I... I, 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 you know, I, I'm what can to, you really do with the information? I, I can only assume I'm, I'm going to assume that the, all this stuff is fake because it's inconvenient to think otherwise. <laughs> Until it happens to you. Right. <laughs> I, it may have happened to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, what were you going to tell us about that? What, what was well, your story no, I mean, you, you, keep on, you keep on wanting me to come up with some great story. I'm just telling you I've had incidences where, you know, I felt like, you know, alien and weird. I mean, do, you know, do, do, do. I know nothing terribly strange, just a little disconnected. Not not like deja vu, but something different. Yeah, some like, feeling like similar that. to deja vu. I would say it's something similar. Have you never feel felt like this? Oh, I've had deja vu. I've never felt as though I'm in an alternate universe. However, I just you know, a disconnect with reality. I've definitely been disconnected with reality. What, why don't you tell people about that? Because <laughs> they'd much I, rather I, hear about my silly uh, <laughs> you know, feeling a little disconnected. They'd much rather hear about you and your uh, your. Drug-induced, you know, sleep it was, loss. It was sleep-deprived more, yeah, more so than drug-induced. Um, but I, I, haven't I talked about this? I believe I have. I don't think I don't know anything about it at all. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I stayed up way too long. and After doing LSD. Yeah, and, and coming to the conclusion that time no longer existed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you come to that conclusion, dangerous things can happen because 
yeah, time is kind of a creation of man uh, in, a, in a way. I mean, it sort of doesn't really exist except in our imaginations. Uh, but you but did, if you, you, did if you exist decide the... to stay awake and ignore time, it will destroy you. But you did exist at wow. the top of the stairs stark naked except for a towel tied around your <laughs> neck like a, a superhero <laughs> with your hands on your hips declaring yeah, you that, that happen, you're a Neo right? from the Matrix. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. I had to deal with this. People How do you calling know me I wasn't Neo night. from the Matrix? 855 yeah. 50 free, the SACL CAI toll-free line, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. Such a pain, JJ. Such More a pain. coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Control of these airwaves. Dial in toll free 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733. You can bring up anything. If you're just coming in from the multiverse, uh, transitioning from another reality, you may be shocked to find out that Mark is actually the co-host on this version of the show uh, and not sitting in the uh, the main seat. Uh, maybe you maybe you host Free Talk Live in the the main seat like all the time. Uh, not just when I go to jail. Uh, maybe I fired you. Maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I bet you Sakel CAI still sponsors the show, though. Maybe so. Jason Osborne, big supporter of Liberty, probably in most universes, I would think. Um, and he's a big supporter of Free Talk Live. And uh, Sakel CAI, his uh, his company, has a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Sakel knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Has been for a very long time. SACL CAI. At least in this universe. And that's what we've been talking about is a bizarre story out of, I believe it was Spain. Is that right, Mark, where this came from? Let's see. The original site is called Revista Digital Avalon.es. So, yeah, that's ES is España. And they're saying that there's a woman who woke up in her bed, same house that she she lived in, but different job, uh, different boyfriend, different sheets. I mean, like these things were different. She noticed as she went about her her day, and she realized something had really bizarre had happened. Uh, whether or not this is a legitimate story is still remains to be seen. Uh, however, it sure, sure is some, interesting. Some other stories that have sort of you know made it look more legitimate. I don't know whether any of those stories are true either. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of ghost tales out there, and there yeah. can sometimes be quite interesting. And uh, we are given an email address for uh, this lady. Uh, it's uh, Lorena Garcia Gordo at yahoo.es. So if you wanted to, well, now I know it's right. fake. There's no way. There's no way some lady's going to call herself fat. You don't think that anyone has Gordo as the uh, the last name? Not a last... woman as a last name, as it wasn't mentioned in the article. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Things that make you go, hmm. Let's go to Justin in Pennsylvania. Your thoughts on this or anything you want to take control of the airwaves about? Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, guys. I thought I'd uh, input a little quick story my friend relayed to me some years ago uh, where he claimed to have a uh, experience in a parallel universe and then back again. How did he get me. back? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, he, he did, he would, the way he described it to me was he was driving to his friend's house uh, for a party. Uh, you know, he was, like, giving me all the details of the fairly popular street, et cetera. So uh, he came to the, the traffic stop and made, like, a right-hand turn. Uh, he was giving me all sorts of details. It was roughly, like, a 45-degree angle and all that kind of stuff. And so he said he, he pulled onto the street, and all of a sudden he noticed it was just uh, it was dead quiet, and there weren't any people around. And he really didn't think too much of it. You know, people just don't really think of these odd things at first. You know, they think of other explanations at first. So he went up to this friend's, um, and then he looked inside the house, and there were no people there. It didn't even look like it was lived in. And he was sure he was at the right address. Uh, the house was the same color. It was the same street number. But there were just no people there. It hadn't looked like anyone lived there in years. Like, the refrigerator was a different color. There were just little minor differences, and... He so he around, went, he he went sure. into the home? He, it was locked. He couldn't get in. Huh, okay. But it was the same house number. Uh, the house was roughly the same color. And he said, that, he said there were minor differences, like the refrigerator was a different color, because you could see it from the, you know, from he went gotcha. around the windows and looked around. He looked around, you know, the environment. He noticed it was, like, quiet, and there weren't any people around. And then he started to get, you know, a feeling like, oh, you know, crap, I shouldn't be here. So he went back the exact same way he went, you know, except making the opposite turn to go back, and then he, you know, felt better after a few minutes, and then he went back the exact same way to his friend's house, and things are normal again. Whoa. Now, this is a friend of yours, so you have reason to believe that uh, his claims would have some level of truth? I know he doesn't do drugs, and I know he doesn't drink, so I know he wasn't high, <laughs> and I know he's sane, so I really, and I, and I really, really wish I was there. Because these, these things always fascinate, but you never know what to make of them when you're not there. This isn't the kind of thing where two people are going to, to travel through the rift, right? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and, and even so, you've got instances where uh, two rednecks will claim to have been uh, probed by aliens uh, out in the cornfield or whatever. Yeah. You know, they just get their stories together. So, Well, right. Are these people who are searching for attention or are they relaying a, a real experience that they actually had? He, you know, he seemed uh, reasonably... Uh, concerned about what, what, what was happening to him. Like, he, he's not a person that's really prone to get fearful about things, mm -hmm. but he felt like uh, if he should go back the way he came or else, and he has to, and he should do it now. Wow. You know, that's if he ever been in danger where he felt like he had to do something about it Sure, now, sure. Follow your instincts. Yeah, so yeah. he did, and then he felt better, and then a few minutes later he went the exact same way back, and things wow. are normal again. Wow. So, the, I don't know the street to, to the, the alternate universe. Yeah, I, did, I didn't call him any names. I just like, well, you know, dude, that sucks I wasn't there. But. <laughs> I mean, Far you, out. Yeah, what do you do with a story like that? Is all you can do is listen, and if it's delivered well enough, you can only assume that, you know, Right, it's whatever. a personal experience, <laughs> and, and yeah, it is as valid absolutely. as it is for that person. There's no way to assess it. There's no way to test it. My dad There's, told me a story about him uh, seeing a, an, a flying saucer type, a light in the sky, and then that light taking off and, and all that kind of thing, and... You know, I mean, what do you what do you say about that? Yeah, uh, uh, it's not much. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I forgot my camcorder first, and I lived by uh, my first. When I got my first camcorder, I lived by an airport, and I freaked out over this light that was in the sky, and it was really bright. You know, so I got out my camcorder, and I was freaking out. Ooh, I got a UFO on tape. But you know, years later, I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a plane. 
<laughs> you just know it's a plane because you have the uh, the adult experience. Yeah, so but then some like people experience. who were adults have an experience with uh, you know flying saucers and things like that, which they can't explain, and they're very persuasive. I, I know that Wayne, who was on our program for a while on Wednesday nights, had had an experience like that, mm-hmm. and. You know, I've got no reason to disbelieve Wayne. I don't think he's out looking for, you know, they're the people oh, no. that you know they're out looking for attention, right? right. I mean, they're yeah. out promoting and pimping and talking about what uh, what happened to him. I've got a Sell book. A book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and no, but then there are the other people that it just comes up in a conversation where it's just completely natural. It just happens to come up and they tell you their story about something like this. And look, I'm a skeptic, you know, I, I, I tend to, to lean towards skepticism. But, but when someone who is credible tells me a, a personal account of a yeah. story that's just beyond weird, it really you know there's some cre- credence there. Well, for yeah, yeah. For, for me, I just I, I I I listen to the story, I give them you know whatever respect I can give them, and then I just operate as though I have been given uh, been told a story and not right. And well, what else, else can you do? Well, I mean, it's not like you can go yeah. around searching for the rift in times. So you can ex- you know expand it into another universe. Yeah, I just think that there's just. Too many variables. It's just difficult to. T- and there's so many things within our own, I guess, lives that are, are confusing, especially when you're dealing with, as this show talks about, the government and how they they treat individuals. That yeah. it's difficult for me to try to dedicate time and energy to to you know sort of sifting through the thoughts of a friend or whoever oh, else absolutely. that's talking. It, it it's amusing. I, I certainly agree. But un- until I experience something similar, I I really don't have anything to base it off of. No benchmark from which to come. Good story, though, Justin. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Still to come here, piracy updates. JJ will share those with us. And you can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site. So enjoy them, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up there for as little as 3 bucks a month. We will take that money in and invest it into the show, uh, advertising to radio stations, uh, getting on more stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners Free Talk Live. In fact, uh, we've just been re-added. I didn't even know we were on Stitcher, uh, but uh, apparently we were, and then they pulled us off. And people listened there. <laughs> and some of the people that were listening on Stitcher wrote, to us and said, hey, what happened? You're not on Stitcher anymore. And I said, I didn't know we were. I'll get in touch with them. And because I, I feel like I recall talking to St- Stitcher in the past, uh, you know, having heard about them being a competitor to Pandora that actually recognize- offered news talk products. I recognize the name. So I, I believe I had reached out to them and I, I remember talking to them and they wanted to like insert ads into the show and I had to like, you know, put, I had to basically cut up a custom version of the show just for them. I'm like, I don't want to do all that work. Why can't you just take, like, I don't want your money because they have this, they have this, uh, share program where mm-hmm. if you provide them with content 
and they make you know get new listeners from your content or whatever that uh, they'll share some of their their money with. Like, like I don't care. I don't want your money. I just want to get on your service. And I just recall like when I talked to them, it didn't seem like it went anywhere, and so I just let the issue drop. But I guess someone added us to Stitcher anyway. And for whatever reason, we got pulled out, but we're back uh, on Stitcher now. So you can now find Free Talk Live again on Stitcher, which is a program that a lot of people use instead of Pandora, for instance. It's it's a competitor mm-hmm. uh, to them. And, I've uh, seen their logo. And Pandora has no news talk product. So, I mean, if you want talk product, you have to use uh, Stitcher. So it's now there. Free Talk Live is available that way. So Free Talk Live's AMP program helps Free Talk Live get out into more venues, into more people's ears, so more people can hear the ideas of freedom. Uh, once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. You can use any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com. And you'll get perks like the uh, amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. amp.freetalklive.com. You've been hearing about the new digital currency known as Bitcoin. We talk about it here on Free Talk Live a, a great deal. And it is essentially a, an uncounterfeitable private internet cash. You can use it uh, without fees to buy, sell, and trade. And if you want to find out more about Bitcoins, go to weusecoins.org and watch the video there. Some folks, however, uh, haven't really been – it's been difficult to to obtain them. Well, crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. If you're totally clueless on the Bitcoin currency, they've got a 24-hour customer service. Just visit their site and click the live support link at the top. I've done it, and they made it a lot easier. You can see Crypto Exchange's banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, you can bring up what you want, 855-450-FREE. Piracy is in the news, and JJ has a, a couple of bits of information about it, so do share that with us. That's right. This story comes from rawstory.com. Leak reveals U.S. threat moved Spain to implement anti-piracy law. Much as U.S. officials leaned on France to pass an Internet disconnection law for repeated copyright offenders, so too was Spain threatened with repercussions if their lawmakers did not pass a strict new anti-piracy law, according to a leaked U.S. diplomat's letter obtained by Spanish newspaper El Payas. Dated December 12, 2011, and written by U.S. Ambassador Alan D. Slomont, an Obama appointee, the letter expressed frustration with outgoing President José Luis Rodríguez, I don't know, who did not adopt policies imposing sanctions for online piracy, even though he pressured was pressured by the United States. That policy was adopted December 30th. So uh, 18 days after this letter was given to them, mm-hmm. the policy was adopted December 30th, and one of the first major reforms implemented by the administration of Marino Rajoy Bray, who took office December 21st. So the new guy. nine days after this new guy takes office, he implements the policy the U.S. wants. And the U.S. is, uh, is twisting his arm, apparently, to some extent. You, know, you do this or else. Yeah, Sounds like the New World Order to me. I don't know what that means, Mark, but oh, uh, it does sound like a hege- hegemonic, hegemonic yeah, uh, U.S. government has that feel. Uh, dominating the entire world with its might. Right. Spain's new copyright enforcement policy goes a bit further than just disconnecting re- repeat of violators. First, it creates a new governing agency to study claims of copyright infringement, which would be acted upon within 10 days of the initial complaint. If the agency chooses to act, the country's ISP are required to fill the role of, in- of its enforcement mechanism or oh face boy. a penalty. ISPs would then be required to block the domain of any site found to be engaged in copyright infri- infringement. It sounds like SOPA. I mean, it sounds like what they're planning on doing here. That's right. 
The pro- the provisions are similar but not the same as the U.S. Stop Online Piracy Act, which mm-hmm. remains under consideration by lawmakers in the House of Representatives. So the United States government forces some other government to adopt it before it even does. That's what it sounds like. Spain has long been known as a haven for online piracy, with some estimates claiming that films and music are more often pirated than purchased in the country. Some U.S. movie studios have even threatened I to stop selling... I would say that music here in the United States is probably pirated more often than it's purchased. I think with... Um, iTunes and the online, where you can buy a song for Amazon a, has yeah. it too. You know, there, I think there's a lot more purchased, but you might be right in that argument. Hard there's no say. way to tell. Yeah, there's no way to tell. Some U.S. movie studios have threatened to stop selling DVDs in Spain, and the U.S. has placed them on a list called Special 301, which serves as a formal warning ahead of potential trade sanctions. Trade sanctions. Wow. So you either do this, or we're going to increase tariffs. That's you, right. That we, kind of thing. You need to rule your people the way we, we want you to rule your people. Yeah. Those very sanctions were threatened by Ambassador Slomont, according to El Paz, if the country did not adopt a policy that would enforce internet service providers to block infringing websites. The same day the law was implemented, the Spanish media published another letter leaked by the government agency showing that U.S. Chamber of Commerce had also pressured lawmakers to accept the proposals, warning, that, warning of possible damage to the nation's economy if they did not. Yeah, you know, and one would think that when you're talking about different countries that you should sort of have this competition between countries where, uh, you know, different ideas can be fleshed out. I mean, some countries can have the quote unquote idea that, uh, you know, ones and zeros are property, whereas uh, that can be replicated. And other countries can say, well, no, this is since there's since there's replication going on here, that this isn't stealing. And, uh, you know, see how that goes. You'd have that way you'd have an opportunity for ideas to be fleshed out. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, countries could try different ideas as far as what is property, too. I mean, legalized theft, if that's what you want to do. But one country like the United States shouldn't be able to uh, you know, force its will on another one. I think. No. I think if the private industry doesn't want them to sell or whatever, they can decide. Okay, we're not going to have that. We're not going to ship product to Spain. Okay, but they don't have to get the government to en- enact trade sanctions and like start. You know, coming at them with economic sort of. Uh, um, warmongering. It's so sad. You know, you don't have a good product when you have to uh, use force to get people to accept it. Uh, look, make your movies better. <laughs> make the music sound better. Well, at this point, you know, when, when, Lower you're, talking, the price. when you're talking about movies, um, you know, I mean, what kind of pirated movies are out there? Somebody with a camcorder sitting in the back of a movie Well, no, theater? it depends. It depends on how the release is going. So if the, if the film is still in theaters, then yeah, it's a guy sitting in the back with a camcorder or- shooting the screen. Sometimes they, some people can get a hold of the like the the, the, the uh, studios. Yeah, the studios send out some sort of a pre-release so that the critics can watch it and then they can have their stories ready for when release day happens. Right. There's called they're called screeners, and that is it's more far more rare that you'll see a screener copy on on a site like the Pirate Bay. And then eventually, as the DVDs coming closer to release, you know, some kid that works at Best Buy or whatever snags it out the the back uh, shelf or whatever before it gets put out to the public, and they rip and uh, and reencode it and they they upload it. So eventually, you're going to get a good, decent, watchable copy uh, that is an actual rip of a DVD and online. Don't people buy the movies that they like best? I mean, don't most people have a, you know those ten movies that they really are thinking are I the sure very do. best? Yeah, I, I think do. A lot of people that I know have DVD collections, and it's not just you know the movies; it's the bonus features, it's the uh, you know like the director's commentary. You know, there's there's a lot of collector sort of items that come with buying a movie. Yeah, I don't want to watch a movie on my laptop. 
I want to watch a movie on my television at home or in a movie theater. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't enjoyed some clips from movies on the Internet, but, you know, I mean, I, I want the experience of watching on my computer or on my t- uh, television. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Of course, uh, Mark, we're in a world today where it's not hard to hook your television up to a computer and basically have a huge computer monitor. It's hard to do that with my television. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Uh, you can go to the mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams. And the podcast, once again, m.freetalklive.com. Still on the subject of piracy, there, there's other news, not just uh, that the U.S. government is, is reaching out around the world with threats against other governments like Spain, where they've threatened them with uh, economic sanctions of some, some, at some level uh, if they didn't fall in line with the and new... And this is just as much a threat against U.S. businesses that might do business in Spain, too. It's not just Spain right. and Spain's businesses that are being threatened. It's the United States' businesses that would want to do business with Spain. It's gonna, they're going to make it more difficult well, for anyone to do business with Spain if they don't jump on board with essentially the provisions of SOPA. It's slightly modified, but it's essentially the idea that, uh, that the, you know, the U.S. government should be able to determine what websites someone should be able to access internationally now. I think with this day and age of Internet commerce and people, not only Internet commerce, but communication, and you, you can have a relationship, a friendship Maybe not an intimate relationship, but you can have a relationship with someone that lives overseas, talk to them every day, see them every day on your internet, trade with them, barter with them, and for the U.S. to sit there and try to enact laws that will punish this person, you know, for doing a certain thing that isn't quite here yet. You know, the SOPA, I don't know, it hasn't passed. Not yet. It's still sitting there waiting for whatever. I understand it, yeah. So, you know, I think the U.S. is sort of maybe using Spain as a a sort of testing grounds of sorts, approving grounds for Perhaps. the laws to see how the populace reacts to it, how difficult it is to enforce, how, you know, whatever the logistics are behind it. But uh, we we also have... Uh, it's scary, the SOPA stuff. I know that you've got an update on SOPA, but also apparently piracy has become a religion? That's right. This uh, this other story is from Ross Story as well. Internet piracy, now a religion in Sweden. Sweden, that's what I thought. They had the pirate party there, which was a political party. But it's also a, a group of people related to the Swedish Pirate Party claim this week that the state has officially sanctioned cop in copyism. Copyism. copyism? <laughs> I guess that's how you would, it's, it was a K though, so it's kind of throwing me off. But copyism uh, as a leg, legitimate religion, granting them the freedom to carry out their holy sacrament of copying information from the internet. So um, if if the information is God, then copying it is like making more God. Right? So update of uh, there's this update reach for comment by Rostari Swedish authorities with the Kamerkologist confirm <laughs> that copyism has indeed been granted the status of religion. So 
the Missionary Church of Copyism, which holds that copyism, copying information is a sacred act, has been wrangling with the Swedish authorities for over a year, trying to obtain recognition for their beliefs. Their first request was denied in March of 2011 after authorities found that they did not meet the formal requirements as recognized to be recognized as a valid faith. The church claimed it had finally won that recognition, saying in a press release this week that it took so long because Swedish authorities have been infiltrated. Swedish authorities have have been infiltrated by copyright extremism. Okay, so that I see. the government has been infiltrated by copyright extremism. It's been very difficult. They've, they've, they've made the path very difficult to right. get a, a legitimate religion created. Throughout history, various groups around the world have been persecuted by oppressors, the church explains on its website. They have <laughs> since taken refuge in religion with a desire for peaceful coexistence without threats and harassment. In our belief, communication is sacred. Communication Communication needs to be respected. It is a direct sin to monitor and eavesdrop on people. Absolute secrecy is holy in the church of copyism. Most, yeah. I'm seeing K O P I M I S M. Are you saying that's how's right? It spelled for you. Yeah, K O P I S M. I'm going to say copy is cop. Oh, well, see, that middle M throws me off. Well, anyway, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I, you, you, you want to try it again, Ian? The Church of Copamism claims that copy acting, sharing information through copying, is akin to a religious service. <laughs> most Swedes are members of the Church. Most Swedes are members of the Church of Sweden, which follows Lutherism. It is not a state-sponsored religion. Recognized religions, re- recognized religious denominations are allowed to apply for financial support through the national tax system, which their members contribute in order to support their favored re- re- organizations. The government does not track the religion of individual citizens. The church, this is from the BBC, the church which holds control C and control V as sacred symbols. (laughs) Wow. Uh, 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 uh. For those that don't know, control C, control V are the shortcuts uh, for copy and paste in Windows. Yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty funny. I think think it's it's very funny. I think it's great that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if someone wants to make a religion about whatever they want, they can do it. Okay, there there can be religions, and it doesn't even have to be positive. They can do negative things too. It's just you know they have to suffer the consequences that society brings for doing negative actions. Um, but at at the same time, if people want to have a religion for you know uh, you know organizing bookshelves or I don't know dipping fruit in a chocolate, you know that's fine. You can do that. That's that's your thing. Or smoking pot. I mean, there's all sure. kinds of different uh, interesting religions out there, and I, I think that is, if I, you can get the government to lay off of something because right. it's your religion, then you've you've won. Um, it's I think unfortunate, indeed, right. it's unfortunate that some people have to go to that to that extreme to simply get left alone on certain issues. But there have been wins in these cases, like with um, was it ayahuasca, where there was some some sort of Indian tribe that you know essentially won the right to use ayahuasca as a sacrifice. Uh, I don't recall if that was the right drug, but there was some some well, peyote. Peyote is used as a sacrament in, in several tribes, and, and it's they, not illegal. It, it's for still that, right? no peyote. It is. It's it's like one of those things that that grows in really harsh places. It's cactus. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah. And um, so it's like it grows naturally, mm-hmm. and there there it's not like it's it's illegal to possess it like in a bag or something like that, or possess it with an an intent to, to smoke it or whatever, distribute something like that. But um. I, I'm all for people making religions to do all kinds of things. Now, is there is there like Quakerism? I'm not very familiar with it, but would that would it be safe to say that it's a, a religion of of based on liberty or something to that effect, or individual liberty or individual? 
Um, you know, I, there's. Um, I would say that there's a lot of comparisons between Quakers and uh, you know libertarians, especially early Quakers. But uh, you know, it's it's based on one's individual interpretation of God in their life. I think is uh, probably you know a, a way to describe it. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of religions who should be respected are not. Rastafarians are not respected in their right to uh, to consume cannabis. Quakers are not respected in their right to stay seated when a man in a robe uh, walks into a room and I, I find these very I find it very offensive when these things happen to these folks they should be able to do what they want they're not hurting anyone else and I, I wish we had more Quakers and Rastafarians who are willing to violate these rules and and challenge them and you know take them to court and you know let it you know the, let the chips fall where they may how do you take it to court I don't know, Mark. I mean, I I'm either. told that uh, I was told that, like, for instance, I was just banned from the courthouse from mm-hmm. the, the entire parking lot. I was told by somebody else that that's completely illegal, that uh, Sounds illegal, know, yeah. with, without any kind of they, they claimed I was harassing the employees, but I was never convicted of harassing anyone. They just simply told me I couldn't come back. And, you know, they gave me a no trespass order and they were suggesting that there needs to be like an injunction filed or something like that. And that like they made it sound like that there was some sort of legal process to through which one could go to remedy this situation. Of course, I have no idea how the legal system uh, works in these, you know, in these ways. So I don't know where to begin. I've contacted the, the Institute for Justice. I left them a message today and I, I have the the forms for the ACLU or the NH version of the ACLU and I will be sending NHCLU, them. ACLU, yeah. Uh, I will be sending them some information about what uh, what is going on. But, you know, the, the, some people have won this. It's just you usually end up having to go to jail first before uh, you can you can win these issues. Yeah, great. Just and what most people to do. Right. Most people don't want to do that. They'd rather hide out and do their religious sacraments in, in private. But ultimately, I support their right to do whatever they want so long as they don't hurt anyone else. Now, there's a final and story. If, and right. if this is just a joke and they or you know, they are just a way the to hide religion? out. Yeah, the, hey, a way to hide out what they're doing. As far as I'm concerned, a religion is a philosophy. And I mean, now I'll grant you that it may be a philosophy based around the belief that, uh, you know, somebody lives in the sky and that they're, they've given us uh, orders. That may be the philosophy. But there can be all kinds of uh, religions. I would believe that somebody could worship truth in the same way that they might worship Jesus. So if you could worship truth, which is a, a, simply a concept, it is not an, an individual then, you know, at that point, you can really just say that you could, you know, any kind of philosophy could be a religion. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be and, and enjoy the protections thereof. The Stop Online Piracy Act is the next uh, the next wave of evil in the war Tyranny. against uh, file sharing from the government's perspective. And you've got an update on that. Jason. That's right. Reddit co-founder anti-piracy bill will obliterate an entire tech industry. Oh, boy. That doesn't sound good. That's right. And we'll hear more about it in moments. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Also, coming up, there's a huge hit piece uh, that was posted uh, on accuracy in media about the Free State Project and how it's just so horrible that they, you know, these people, these dirty, brainwashed, mind-altered young people are supporting Ron Paul in the name of liberty. We'll explain. And guns. Coming up in Hour 3, it's Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. 
visit libertydocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's libertydocumentary.com. Talk live, and you can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do, dial in to the toll-free number at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the, the features there. You actually can control the content of the website. All you have to do is go and submit show prep to it, and then you can submit whatever you want, whatever URL from around the uh, the Internet. Uh, you submit it, and then other listeners vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote, too, and the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site, meaning more eyeballs will be upon it over at freetalklive.com. We've been talking about piracy, uh, or as I, I prefer to call it, file sharing, because piracy kind of has a nasty connotation to it, of swashbuckling and... Uh, cutthroating and yeah. all kinds of things. But uh, pile sharing is just sharing. It's just people uh, sharing what they have with others and not losing their original uh, copy. And and it doesn't hurt anyone. And in fact, I would argue that file sharing actually increases the likelihood in some cases that some people are going to purchase a product because I may not ever uh, listen to a, a specific band uh, without having you know heard it first via file sharing, and then I may decide I support. It's not like that people listen band. on the radio anymore. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's sad to say that radios are becoming far and far less a medium of transferring music, and uh, you know, a lot of radio stations switching over to the talk format. That's not sad. Well, that's I'm good just, for us. <laughs> things have changed, and yeah. um, you know that's that. that that's I, for that. one, welcome the death of music radio. <laughs> I, 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 for one, do too. But yeah. uh, the Christmas songs are still doing well. Maybe they could just do that all the time. No, thanks. Don't give them any ideas. Come on, Mark. So uh, the government, however, in tandem with the publishing industry, the Motion Picture Association, the uh, recording industry. They are not so happy with file sharing because they believe that it's hurting them. I don't think that's true. I think there's evidence to show that uh, file sharing can help make, uh, make album sales, that file sharing can help uh, sell tickets to, uh, to movies and help people buy DVDs. Uh, for instance, I give you my own example, uh, Penn & Teller's BS, a great show that aired for eight seasons. I have every single season on DVD, but I've never subscribed to Showtime. So... I wouldn't have just gone out and bought those DVDs sight unseen without knowing what the show was, without being familiar with the right. product. And I'm not going to buy, an, you know, I don't have cable TV, so I'm not going to buy cable television and then buy the Showtime tier in order to watch one show per week. Right. Just not going to work for me. Yeah, that doesn't make much so sense. So I'm going to download the torrents when they come out online, and then if I like the show, I'll buy the show. I, you know, what I think, honestly, is that every show, every producer that makes a show ought to have some website where that person can download the show from that website and then a donation link right next to it. Instead of making it so difficult to get to the show, as you said, you'd have to get t- time order cable, get the showtime package, pay for all that. That's probably 100 bucks a month right there. When you could just go to this guy's site and then maybe, you know, you donate to him because, well, you want to see more Penn & Teller. Exactly. Now, that's certainly a direct-to-home kind of marketing solution that you're talking about, and the the industry hasn't changed enough to really make that completely viable for some of these larger, big production shows. But there are still major networks that have figured this out. So, for instance, uh, like ABC, I remember when 
a few years ago the the show Lost was uh, was playing a very very popular program you could go to ABC's website and watch all of their shows instantaneously on demand which of course the uh, you know the, the the radio or the the television affiliates don't much care for, uh, but nonetheless it's it's there and it allows people to go in and you know you'll have to watch a thirty second spot once in a while, but the the commercial load is not as much as it is on live uh, on live television and the video quality was HD quality if you had the bandwidth for it it would stream at HD so. I mean, there was no reason at that point. There was no reason for me to go and download Torrents of Lost because they were right there on ABC's website. Right, and you might have might have have to add watch a couple advertisements or seen some you know splash advertising on the page, whatever. Right, but that's that's you know they made money off of that ad and they were able to offer this service. And right. I think it's not if, unreasonable to to, to watch no, an ad. No, it's not. And I think if more of these these producers and especially the bigger studios just were a little less stodgy and a little less you know stubborn to come about with technology that we would have solutions for this in place we wouldn't need the stop online piracy act well we don't need well, the course, stop online piracy of course act. we don't need it and maybe they would see that right maybe they right. would come to that conclusion uh but as of right now they're still pushing this thing and it's really bad because it's going to possibly create a blacklist it's going to among other things it's going to make it so that internet service providers become the government's enforcers on this, where they will be able to, you know, the government will be able to say, well, you you sh- you shan't allow people to access these websites, and they'll update that list at their leisure whenever they feel like adding new websites to it. And it's purportedly going to start with just the piracy websites, but there's nothing stopping them from adding porn sites. There's nothing stopping them from adding freetalklive.com. I mean, there's nothing stopping them from from taking this further, and you can you can totally expect them to do that because that's what governments do. They expand. Yep. So, so what's the news about SOPA? Well, this uh, this article is from the Raw Story. Reddit co-founder, oh, excuse me, Reddit co-founder, anti-piracy bill will obliterate entire tech industry. Speaking to Bloomberg Television this week, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanin warned that the Stop Online Piracy Act and the Protect IP Act, which aim to shut down websites connected to copyright infringement, could obliterate an entire tech industry if their current provisions became law. Ohanian explained to Reddit that one of the Internet's most popular social media forums simply could not have happened, and that goes for any user-generated website if either bill had been enacted years ago. Under under these laws, they simply would have been shut down before a few weeks had gone by, and all this innovation we love and enjoy would would not have happened. Not to mention all the jobs, he added, calling the proposals, frankly, not sustainable at all. The worry is that in creating this legislation about something they frankly don't understand, Congress is going to obliterate an entire tech industry here in the U.S. as collateral These are the same people who say things like, it's a series of tubes. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, they totally don't understand what they're dealing with. Ohanian said, and I just simply think that more government intervention is not the answer here. Previously, one of Reddit's managers had said that if either bill passes, they would be forced to shut down because they cannot police such a high volume of content for links to websites that the U.S. has banned. In in response, oh. yeah. So this has a, obviously an interest for Reddit. So they're saying here that, and I feel like maybe we'd heard this in the past, just a, all these anti-piracy things run together to me for some extent. They're saying that if you've got a site where comments can be posted that you're somehow responsible for the content of all those comments? Like if someone links to some sort of pirated file on the Free right. Talk Live BBS that all of a sudden we are subject we're to being it. added? We're, we're subject to being added to this blacklist? It seems like that's what uh, he's trying to say here. Wow. That's uh, it, crazy. 
Yeah, in response, Reddit's users staged a boycott of the domain registrar GoDaddy.com that resulted in tens of thousands of customers canceling their accounts. GoDaddy has since dropped its support for the bills. Yeah. And then there's video. Smart move on their part. (laughs) A little bit too late. Yeah. uh, But, you know. I mean, with all the options out there of uh, you know other uh, other domains and, and that sort of thing, that you'd, th- you'd think they wouldn't have. I don't know. You're, go- you're sticking your neck out. The internet's full of people who like the idea of being able to share stuff, and, yeah, and a lot of activists in that area. I mean, I don't. I've seen well, the guy that's behind GoDaddy is this flag waving character, uh, Bob Parsons, or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what his his deal is. Like sometimes he comes off as uh, liberty oriented, and sometimes he comes off as like a you know like a warmongering. Uh, I think he's like a former marine or something I don't know. like that. But honestly, I don't I don't know. Well, I I have another in, uh, a related article from that general manager who goes on in depth about from how, the Reddit person. Yeah, the Reddit person about uh, why he would they would be forced to shut down. And I'm just going to skip ahead here. If SOPA passes in anything like its current form. It would almost certainly mean the end of Reddit, Martin explained in a post on Monday. It may not happen overnight, but we have a very small staff, 11, mostly engineers, and even dealing with the DMCA, Digital Millennium Copyright Act, stuff is a big burden for us. SOPA would make running Reddit near impossible, and we would have access to great lawyers through our parent company. I can't imagine how smaller sites without those kind of resources could even attempt to go, go at it if SOPA passes. In a follow-up, Martin explained that Reddit has consulted independent experts on the matter, and they concluded that provisions in the legislation that criminalize linking to improperly distributed criminal, copyright materials threatens the site's ability to function. That's terrible. So that's the same thing that you would have on your front page. That's every single... I mean, that this is Web 2.0. We were talking about this the other night, where Web 2.0 is the kind of the open commenting structure where listeners and you know individuals on the site can create content. So it would essentially eliminate any site without total moderation of content to, you know, make sure and check everybody and make sure they're not posting something illegal. More coming up. This is. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Talk live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 855 453 the SACL CAI toll free line 1 855 450 3733. You can go to our website over at freetalklive.com and see and interact with various different things. We also have our promote page, which allows you to go and get uh, web graphics and high-res graphics. You can get a free bumper sticker and more. Different things to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world, and most of them are free or very, very low cost, like printing out flyers and such. Uh, Promote.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with 
coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it every day. Thank you twice today. Twice a day, actually. FreedomsPhoenix.com. So, uh, you can bring up anything, 855-450-FREE. Got an update on this uh, situation with the racist newsletters. So far, the Ron Paul campaign obviously has been making big inroads into the American people, uh, spreading the ideas of liberty in a way that I'd have never seen in my lifetime. And it's it's really exciting to watch Ron Paul uh, you know, change hearts and minds out, uh, out there. Unfortunately, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, that after Ron Paul, a few weeks back, that after Ron Paul really started to kind of get some steam rolling. uh, Once again, the specter of these newsletters popped its head up again. Well, as it did briefly back in the 2008 campaign, uh, these are old, old newsletters from the early 1990s. Uh, Ron Paul claimed he had nothing to do with the content of these newsletters, that essentially, you know, he put his name on them and somebody else did all the the content and that he wasn't reviewing the content. He just kind of trusted these other folks to uh, to get the job done and turns out somebody did post some horrible racist things in at least one of these uh, these newsletters a few of them back then uh, and of course, those things still exist, and they came back up and you know, raised their ugly head during this uh, campaign. Ron Paul did the best he could to kind of said he didn't you know, say it, didn't say it, didn't write that stuff, didn't say it. And frankly, if you'd think this guy who's been in in politics for the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, and the aughts. And now going into, I don't know what you're going to call the tens, um, the teens here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're spanning five decades, you'd think that you'd have caught him one time saying those dirty effing bleepers or Something whatever. racist. Yeah, so, whatever so. it is that he's going to, to say, if right. that's what he means. I mean, if he's actually a racist. But that, he's been doing this newsletter thing or did that newsletter thing for a long time. And I, I read somewhere that there was like 144 episodes more. before his before the, the racist okay, ones yep. or something like that. Let me read. I got the, all the facts right here. Would you like to, to hear? Yeah. Where's this okay. from? This is from Fox 19. And it's done by Ben Swan, who is a uh, guy who's hunted down a lot on this subject. And uh, I've, I'm following him on Facebook. And you know, maybe you should, too. It's, it's hmm. Ben Swan. The. Talk of Ron Paul's racist newsletters has been all over the news for the past few weeks and seems to dominate all of the congressman's interviews. So what about these newsletters is true, and what is um, is the rest of the media not telling you? Starting as uh, far back as 1976, Congressman Paul published a newsletter. It's gone by several names, the Ron Paul Political Report, the Ron Paul Investment Letter, mm-hmm. etc. The newsletter was largely an investment newsletter dealing with currency. And by the way, Ron Paul has been an extraordinarily in, uh, insightful and lucky uh, investor along mm-hmm. the way. He's been very, very uh, good. The newsletter has largely, excuse me, over the course of those uh, 144 editions, no racist content. Um, excuse me, it was uh, I skipped a, a paragraph, uh, paragraph there, short one. That newsletter was largely an investment newsletter dealing with currency, gold investment. That was the case from 1976 to 1988. Over the course of those 144 editions, no racist content. To understand this story, you have to look at the timeline. In 1984, Paul gave up his seat in Congress when he made an unsuccessful run for the Senate. In 1985, he went back to Texas to continue practice in medicine full-time as an OBGYN. His return to politics as a congressman was in 1996. In 2007, when uh, Congressman Paul was running for president, the newspaper called The New Republic found copies, uh, hard copies, of the newsletters. And these, they reported, were filled with racist, anti-homosexual, and conspiracy-oriented content. 
So let's talk content. In all, the Ron Paul newsletters were released on a monthly basis for 20 years. That means no fewer than 240 editions published. There, out of the total of 20 editions of the Ron Paul newsletters, which gave passages or sections of racist, bigoted, or anti-homosexual language, as well as conspiracy theories. Since the conspiracy theories aren't really the issue here, let's uh, stay focused on the talk about the, uh, the racist passages. The way the New Republic uh, newspaper stacks it, uh, the total number of newsletter editions with racist passages is not 20, but actually 9. Okay. Let's look at those 9. I told you that Congressman Paul was fully out of Congress at the beginning of 1985. The first racist passage shows up in October 1990. The next month, in October 1990, uh, November 1990, a uh, reference to David Duke. The following month, in December, um, the author attacks Martin Luther King Jr. Then in February 1991, another newsletter uh, has passages trashing Dr. King's legacy. And so we have it here. Racist passages show up from October of 1990 to February of 1991, four out of five consecutive months. A lapse of about a year goes by, 15 months to be exact, and then in June 1992, a special edition on racial terrorism focusing on race riots in Los Angeles. Uh, One month later, um, the very next edition, he wrote about Black Rage. The final report where we see racist tones is uh, six months later in a passage about the disappearing white majority. So who authored these racist passages? In 2007, the Libertarian magazine Reason cited an anonymous source close to the uh, 2008 campaign that sources attributed much of the content uh, of those newsletters to Lou Rockwell. Now, we've talked about Lou Rockwell. We've actually had Lou on the show in the past. Mm-hmm. He came, came up to Keene in, in real life and sat in the studio with us. I mean, obviously, I don't know Lou Rockwell, and I, I, I didn't. He didn't I mean, seem like a bad guy to me, but you never know. And uh, so it was, it was suggested and he on the have, air. Could have had changed his mind in two decades. He could have. And uh, somebody called the earlier this week and suggested on the air that it was Lou Rockwell. And of course, there's no, there wasn't really any evidence. It's just that rumors have come through the mill that suggested that. And Lou uh, said that he didn't uh, do it. Has but he said that? Okay, because yes, I, I haven't um, been able to talk to him about it personally. Yes, he has said uh, that it's yes, he has said that he has hasn't done it. Got it. According to was, news stories, but he was like the editor or something, wasn't he? Yeah, like in, in charge of it in some to some level or another. So it must have gone past him, though. I don't know. Okay. Let me finish the article here. Um, Lou's name appears on the newsletters under the title of contributing editor. Oh, contributing editor. Yep. Uh, it's told the, the same thing as an editor. Uh, told the New Republic that he did not write con- the controversial articles. He said that there were seven or eight freelancers involved in various stages. Mm-hmm. And here's what you need to know. Ron Paul has disavowed the letter, saying he didn't write them, but also says that he accepts responsibility because he should have known since they were published under his name. He was right about that. He was negligent. But when it comes to the controversy over these newsletters, I'm left with one nagging question about the report that first broke um, the the reporter that first the report that first broke this story in uh, 1997. I found when researching the story back in 1997, the original author of the New Republic article, James uh, Kerchick, explained that most of the newsletters had no byline. Specifically, none of these racist newsletters had a byline, says meaning no one signed it. That's right. Well, not signed it, but I mean, their name was attributed to them. Yeah, except for one. We'll get back to that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, tracking down the truth behind the Ron Paul, allegedly uh, Ron Paul racist newsletters. Ron Paul says he wasn't involved. Lou Rockwell said it wasn't him. We've got a name coming up in a moment. Free Talk Live. 
BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live, because you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Don't forget, you can visit us on our website at freetalklive.com and get interactive there. We've got our chat room, which is built into the same page as our webcam. So go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners during the show or afterwards. Cam. .freetalklive.com. Gold and silver have been uh, making some moves recently, and, you know, lots of people think that they're going to be moving forward, I moving upward. I certainly hope that's the case. I have plenty myself. Um, and you may very, wanna, very, very well want to get some gold and silver, either as a hedge against inflation, an investment, or a barter currency in case things go south. Uh, our syndicate, Genesis Communications Network, is uh, the sister company Midas Resources, is a company that sells gold and silver. And they have some really great uh, rates over there that uh, are available to you if you go to gold.freetalklive.com. Take a look at what we have uh, to offer there, all kinds of different uh, gold and silver pieces that you can hold in your hand. This isn't uh, paper gold or silver that you you know that somebody else has someplace in a vault that you'll never get to see and likely doesn't have it in the vault anyway. Uh, you can, it's actual metal you can hold in your hands. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Not only do you benefit Free Talk Live and our syndicate, but yourself too by getting these medals. Win, win, win. Yep, that's indeed. And some of the the best rates. Gold.freetalklive.com. So we continue here. Uh, You can, of course, uh, bring up anything you want. We were talking about these Ron Paul newsletters that happened in the early 1990s with some racist content that uh, is pretty outrageous. Uh, Ron Paul says he didn't do it. Lou Rockwell says he didn't do it, even though he was the contributing editor at the time. And I'm not sure what the difference is between a contributing editor and an actual like editor. It doesn't sound like being in charge, does but, it? Yeah, it doesn't sound like in charge. Editor, editor sounds means in editor. charge, contributing doesn't. Right. So Sounds like an important writer. <laughs> yeah, contributing editor sounds like that, or and or like maybe someone will send an article to from time to time yeah. to yeah. have a meta. Somebody was obviously putting it together and... You know, I mean, looking at the time frames, this is uh, the you know the L.A. riots were going on at this uh, this time frame, and it seems like somebody, you know, sp- slips some stuff in, and Ron Paul has taken responsibility for his right. newsletter, but not responsibility for writing it. I wouldn't take responsibility for writing something I hadn't written either. No, of course but not. But the idea, people were are trying to purport, well, it has his name on the newsletter. I mean, lots of people have newsletters that uh, you know have their names on them uh, or involved with their companies that they don't. Right. It's like saying that uh, I or you, Mark, would be responsible for someone posting some sort of hate-filled screed on freetalklive.com, and we can't possibly uh, oversee all of the content that's up there. Obviously, if we see something like that, we're going to delete it, uh, but it's like we were talking about before. It's Web 2.0. It's open I'm sure Ron Paul wishes he could delete this. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, this one went and, you know, went by him without his knowledge, and it's and, tragic, but somebody's been doing some digging. Right, and we found that uh, over the course... We cor- didn't find it, yeah. but somebody else. Well, uh, from the this this yeah. article here, Ben Swan, ben um, Swan. has found that uh, there have been at least there were at least 240 newsletters, nine of which had some racist comments in them, mm-hmm. and 
of those nine, eight of them didn't come with a byline, but one of them did. Uh, going on with the article, one newsletter contained the byline of somebody else, not Congressman Paul. But byline is just sort of – I guess signature isn't the right word, but well, it's, you know, it's attribution. The, it, it's the, there's a title, and then it says BY or BY, mm-hmm. and then there's a person's name. And the byline is, is usually whoever – the author is who is who it's, it's by. It's, it's right after the word by. The byline of a newspaper or magazine, according to Wikipedia, gives the name and often the position of the writer of the article, traditionally placed between the headline and the text of the article. But uh, Kerchik fails to disclose two very important things whose name was on that byline. And you'd think that if this guy's writing an article exposing Ron Paul's uh, responsibility, this Kirkchick fellow's responsibility, you, he, that he would include the name of the guy that's attributed to having wrote, written this stuff. Now, what you're saying here Unless is it's this a was hit the, piece. This was the piece from 1997, was it? Where that's right. The late 90s where this Kirkchick guy came out and said, those Ron Paul newsletters are racist, and he didn't cite the actual author of one of these right newsletters. and i think that that's really bad journalism right that's a that's a hit piece that's a sure. hit piece Schmier. so um he states that only the mystery writer wrote one special edition of the ron paul report the only special edition i can find is the 1992 article a special report on racial terrorism and why is that important because this edition of the newsletter that is most often a quote quoted to prove the racism mm. so does that mean that the most racist evidence in these newsletters actually has someone else's name on it I don't Sounds know. Like it. I'd like to find out, says uh, Ben Swan here. And I've uh, repeatedly tried for two weeks to contact the New Republic and James Kirchick to get an answer as to which uh, special report had another um, uh, had the another author's byline. And I'm still waiting to hear back. And he says, Ben Swan then says on his Twitter today, I heard from the TRN reporter James Kirchick this morning. He sent me the name and byline of the writer in the edition. I'll share it tonight. And I imagine he's probably putting together his piece for uh, Fox 19 now. But um, wait, I thought you already found out who the guy was i have found out who the guy is oh okay and i imagine this is uh it's, this is posted at ireport.cnn.com which is a place where people can they're crowdsourcing news crowdsourced news yeah so it says uh, right here how to protect yourself against urban violence and it has what appears to be a photocopy like a scanned photocopy does it have that feel That's JJ? Right. it definitely looks like a scanned copy yeah, or it's a uh, you know some kind of internet fake of that and it says by james b powell and so this is the original most racist ron paul newsletter mm-hmm. the one that had a, a byline the only one on with it. a byline on it and james one, b powell that's right and it who says who is he author of the racist newsletters pr- uh, produced by ron paul written by the uh, forbes director is what the claim here is um, at the time or now i don't know okay. I, um, I, I don't know what to say this is posted by freedom drone so this is like breaking news i mean this is fr- yeah, is this fresh today? this was uh, 13 minutes when i uh, pulled okay. it up uh, this is this is fresh during the show gotcha and this is by freedom drone this justin this, this not is this is radio. not by ben swan who i have been pushing up to this point and maybe that is ben swan i don't know if ben swan is, is freedom drone i don't know but this is what it was posted where I, is this is a website called freedom drone no this is posted by freedom drone at ireport.cnn.com Thanks for sticking with me. I recently discovered a lot that the of names, author, Mark. I'm trying to keep it straight, okay? The author of the so-called racist newsletters produced by the Ron Paul Group was written by James B. Powell. James, Allegedly, uh, that's well. Uh, the the, if line the scan here, is to be believed, right? If the if scan is to be believed, and it says, yeah. by the way, it says the Ron Paul Strategy Guide, 1993, Ron Paul and Associates Incorporated. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even attribute to anything, you know, even at the top of the line. It does have his name on it, but it has and Associates too. 
So um, it says, uh, produced by Ron Paul Group, was written by James B. Powell. James B. Powell is now working as a high-level director at Forbes magazine. I don't know anything about this. Which has uh, great relations with Fox News. Seems like the media dug up the wrong grave, huh? So um, very interesting. And so, so the racist, the allegedly racist guy. At the Ron Paul newsletter, the allegedly racist guy at the Ron Paul newsletter back in the 1990s is now working for Forbes magazine. And we've just... Uh, that's, I don't know that that's true either. That's the claim here. The claim on the eye and, and I looked up James B. Powell um, here, and I don't know that there's any evidence that he worked for Forbes magazine other than... Well, he's saying he's working currently for Forbes. That's what it says here, right. but I don't know... Okay, so I think that this may be that part may be wrong. Gotcha. Um, what I'm seeing here is people.forbes.com is that James B. Powell is uh, from the Mid-Carolina Financial Corporation. He's listed as 71 years old and it gives his uh, – it gives a, you know, apparently he went to Duke University Medical School in 1964, which would put him in about the same time as, as Dr. Paul, as I understand it. Remember, I haven't had the chance to research any, uh, any of this stuff. I'm kind of getting it from people. My friend Justin gave me that information and I, I tend to believe believe him he's a very exacting individual um, and i do remember the term duke talking about dr dr paul but i don't remember much else it's, he's got lots of different universities here and lots of different financial stuff that he's uh, been first um, personal investment company so have we found the actual culprit or not that remains to be seen but it's certainly at least more evidence uh, thus far than anyone has presented with yep. an actual an alleged scan of the uh, the uh, supposed newsletter it says he's question. the managing director of Alemani LLC there you go. So the personal so now, investments. Now in the you know more about the racist newsletter so allegations. Those that are uh, you know pointing fingers at Lou Rockwell, pointing fingers at uh, Eric Dondero. Apparently, those are not the people to point fingers at. Uh, you know, at least at least there's another person at whom to point fingers. I don't know. I think I, I you know, I mean, this looks. It looks it looks legit to me. I'm glad it wasn't Lou Rockwell. I like Lou Rockwell, and he does a lot for liberty. And uh, so there you go. Eight five five four fifty three is the SACL CAI toll free line. I'd still like to get Lou on the show, if possible, to have him comment on all this, just to kind of give us some perspective. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at FreeKeen.com. That's FreeKeen.com. Moments remain in this edition of Free Talk Live, but don't worry if you didn't get in tonight. You can always call us any old night because we do this thing seven nights a week. So plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And jump on over to our website and get interactive there with various different features over at freetalklive.com. And shop with us if you'd like to support Free Talk Live. One of the best ways to do it is through shop.freetalklive.com. You're going to order stuff online. It's the smart way to shop, and it's Amazon. What you do is you go to shop.freetalklive.com. There are links to Amazon there. Amazon Canada, U.S., U.K., I 
think Amazon Germany's there as well, though no one ever orders from that one. But they're there for you if you'd like to uh, to utilize them. You just click you into you people the, in Germany order from Amazon Ger- Germany. <laughs> you click into the appropriate uh, Amazon for you. Order the stuff you're looking for. Get it delivered quickly. Free super saver shipping in a lot of cases and the brand new items. Even order used if you want. Dozens of categories. It's Amazon. You're just entering through our affiliate link. So Amazon will cut Free Talk Live a portion of their profits. Uh, once again, go to Amazon or excuse me, go to shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, we'll go to your calls and talk to Kelvin listening in Colorado on the amp lines. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, hey. JJ, and Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Kelvin. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, so so you folks are uh, always talking about how New Hampshire is already a big liberty-leaning state and it, how it was chosen for the Free State Project uh, and all this. And so I'm wondering if in your guys' opinion, can we be pretty optimistic that uh, Ron Paul will win the New Hampshire Republican primary? Not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't be optimistic of that at all. Um, I would say that. Why, uh, and why would that be? I would uh, look at the polls and what the polls are showing you. I'd say that they're, uh, you know, they're probably your most accurate, uh, you know, indication of what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm I'm only looking at that. I think that Ron Paul uh, has a lot of support up here in New Hampshire, but Mitt Romney is. Um, is the the local boy and uh, local boys often get the the support? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I kind of disagree with Mark. I, I think Ron Paul will will either have a really good showing here, like second or first. I think that's Romney has done a lot of of sort of. He, he's been here a lot. He's been given a lot of speeches, but at his events, you don't find individuals holding handmade signs that say "We love Romney." You don't. You hold. You see individuals holding handmade signs that say "Why admit support this or that." And it's it's actually it's not people from the Ron Paul perspective. In fact, it's people from the Obama perspective that are coming out opposing Mitt Romney already. So I think I think Ron Paul will do really well here in New Hampshire. I have to wonder uh, because you, you look at the the poll results and it looks like Mitt Romney's running away uh, running away with it with like forty percent. Uh, Ron Paul with you know twenty or something like that. I haven't seen the recent ones, but that was as of a, like a week ago. And, you know, you look at those polls and you think, what the hell's going on? And I, I saw one of them where it said it was likely voters in the primary. And I had to wonder, are they saying it's likely Republican voters? Are they only calling Republicans for these polls? Because that wouldn't surprise me. I think, if that's the case, then you could see a huge shift on election day when Democrats and independents, I guess Democrats can't, can't pull, well, uh, do it, but independents show people up. People that have undemocratic and become either it's not. It's too late, though. You can't do it now. But, they, but I can tell you the people, the peace vigil, were planning to do this months ago. I they see. were talking about doing it. So there's a certain segment of people out there that are tried and true pinko socialists, because I'm, I've talked to those, these folks <laughs> that have decided to undemocrat themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, at least, at least, undeclare themselves. And uh, well, I'm glad they did because I didn't do it yeah, in time. I'm thinking that um, from talking with the, some of the Ron Paul supporters that go door to door here in this area, that they only really go to the doors of people that are registered Republicans mm-hmm. and that will likely vote. I think that's vote. a mistake, personally. Well, I think well, for one, there's there's obviously only so much time and energy. True. Obviously, we need more people doing more things, but. Uh, if you're going to take a, a large population and you're going to say, well, let's uh, try to affect the people who are most likely going to be there, then I think that's smart. But at the same time, I think the independents are going to win out 
And I think that's where you're going to see a big a big change. Well, because, but back in 2008, JJ Ron Paul, what did he get? Eight percent or something like that yeah. up here. I think it, this is a much different sort of game this time around than last time. Then again, he only got nine point something percent in Iowa, and this this time he got 22 percent in Iowa. I mean, part of the establishment thinks that Obama can't lose. I mean, I think that 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 there is something within a lot of the status wow. quo individuals who believe that Obama is just going to win the next one. I can't imagine how people could believe that with him breaking so many promises. And, and he's got so much money. He's got like ninety million dollar war chest just waiting. I don't know if Obama is going to win or lose in the general or not. I can tell you that if uh, uh, the situation exists, that if Ron Paul decides to run third party, then the Republican can't win. But I don't know if Ron Paul could win running third. Um, if Ron Paul gets the Republican nod and then some neocon decides to run third party, do I think that Ron Paul and you know draw some votes away from Ron Paul? Do I, I don't know if Ron Paul could win in that scenario either. I think that uh, Obama is going to be very difficult to beat in the general. But – I do think that in a two-man race against Ron Paul as the Republican nominee, that Ron Paul would win. So, Kelvin, uh, back to your question, though, about the the question of uh, New Hampshire and how many people will vote for Ron Paul. Obviously, it's up in the air. We're going to know when it happens on, was it Tuesday, the 10th, I guess, is when when it's going to yes, transpire? Yes, Tuesday the 10th. So we'll know more then. Uh, but there's one thing that's you know, kind of disturbing about what happened back in 2008. Because New Hampshire didn't get, like, the largest percentage uh, for Ron Paul, it was close, I believe. There was, like, not too many other places where Ron Paul did better than New Hampshire. But because we didn't get the largest percentage, and because Ron Paul didn't win the primary, some people were like, Pah! Some free state! You guys are a joke! And this isn't the get Ron Paul elected president right. or no. you know, help him win the New Hampshire primary project. This is I mean, there is a project like that going on and people are coming up to go door to door. Right. They'll uh, be staying Ron in people's Paul houses in, and things like in that. New Hampshire. But that's not what this project is. No, but but still, I, you know, pe- people seem to think that we're already done here. Like we've we've come, we've moved. OK, the state's free. No, no, there's a lot to be done here. There are still. Yes, New Hampshire is the live free or die state, but there's a lot of uh, dying here as opposed to living free. Uh, there's there's a lot that needs to to change uh, here in New Hampshire. Right. And the only thing that's going to change that is a concentrated effort of people focusing in one place. So there's a gentleman that I, I have a lot of respect for, uh, John Bush, down in Austin. He's going to be one of the speakers at the upcoming Liberty Forum. And he and his uh, his wife, uh, Kat, have come to Keene and they've visited here. And they've been in New Hampshire a number of times for the Liberty Forum and for the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. And they really you know, in, seem to enjoy themselves up here in this community. And I know that John is right now on the fence uh, about making the move to New Hampshire. He's been – you know, he really loves – living in the Austin area in Texas. Obviously, he's got a, a network of friends, and, and there's some great activists in yep. Austin, no doubt about it. And I said to John, you know, it, for me, it's all about numbers. You look at Austin, and you've got 1.8 million people in the metro. That's more than That's the entire lot. state of New Hampshire. Yes. In just the metro uh, area of Austin, Texas, you have more people than the entire state of New Hampshire. Austin's take, a cool to hip town, though. I mean, take that and then you know spread it out across the entire state of Texas, and like look how large Texas is, and you know you've got two hundred fifty thousand square miles versus nine thousand. Uh, it's it's a completely different uh, scenario. What are the what is the likelihood you'd be able to make a dent in a place like Texas uh, with any kind of level of activism? Far less than concentrating with other people in a much smaller place, in a place where people are generally oriented towards more freedom. I mean, that is true about New Hampshire. The natives here do tend to get it 
easier and more uh, more often than people say maybe that might be native to California. Uh, for example. So the the future for liberty, I think, is very bright here. Uh, whether or not Ron Paul, you know, wins the primary is no in no way an indicator, in my opinion, of the success or lack thereof of the, the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a success in spite of, uh, you know, separate from the Ron Paul campaign. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, Mr. Romney was the uh, the local boy, so I, I would uh, be surprised if he didn't win. But well, there was a there was a, uh, a news report out of Peterborough in New Hampshire where Romney showed up at an event and he was like called out by people. Yes, getting uh, trashed. It was it yeah. was a very it was not like a positive campaign appearance for him. And we sh- we saw him here in Keene the other week where we went out and did some Shire Choir uh, caroling out in front of his campaign event. And from my understanding, uh, JJ, did you go inside yes. at that event? I didn't go inside, no, but I did film inside and. Were there a lot of supporters there that you could tell there, that weren't like campaign staff no, and th- politicians? Were, it was like families. It was like there was the one supporter, and then his fa- he brought his family and friends along, mm-hmm. it, and that's kind of what it seemed like to me. Um, and then they had uh, the NBC do an interview with him right there. So there was all the TV, you know, drama going on, and in and, and people just sort of when when a camera's around with a light on it, people act differently. And they're going to be, oh my goodness, I'm on national TV. Oh, yes, I'll act all friendly. There was a lot of media there. Yes. There were a lot of politicians there. There were counter-protesters there. But I didn't see a whole lot of people that were real clear supporters for Mitt Romney. They were bust in. Yeah, so, you know, the question I have about the Mitt Romney uh, phenomenon is, uh, is the support a mile wide but an inch deep? You know, right? Does it seem like more than it actually is? And uh, I, I wish we had more time. I know you had something else you wanted to talk about. Feel free to call tomorrow, Kelvin. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we're out of time for this evening. In fact, uh, that Santorum guy is going to be in Keene tomorrow, so we're going to sing for him too. We'll tell you about it then. FreeTalkLive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 